What if Santa's reindeer were college basketball All-Americans? Who would be guiding Santa's sleigh? Leaf Tulane and I are getting in the Christmas spirit, and we got to figure out who is our Rudolph. You are Locked On College Basketball, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, what's up? Welcome into the Locked On College Basketball Podcast, the only daily national college hoop show out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shea, joined by our guy, Leaf Tulene, on Friday. Usually it's earlier in the week, but we're flipping things around for Christmas, uh, the, the lead up to Christmas, I guess I should say, uh, getting in that Christmas spirit. If you'd like to come hang out with us and chat college basketball, come join the Locked On College Basketball Discord, where we're talking college basketball all the time. Maybe you need an escape from your family this Christmas season. It's a great way to do it. The link for that is in the show notes. Hey, this episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On College for twenty dollars off your first purchase. By the way, great news. If you're watching on YouTube, you see this information scrolling on the bottom line. We learned earlier this week that our show has been shortlisted for the Sports Podcast Awards in the Best Basketball Podcast category. And we're up against a whole bunch of NBA shows. There's no other college basketball representation. So folks, go vote for our show and let's rep for the college hoops junkies out there like Leaf and myself. All right, here's how today's show is going to go. You know Dasher and Dancer and Prancer and Vixen, Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen, but folks, do you recall the most famous reindeer of all? His name is Rudolph. And today, all nine of Santa's reindeers are morphing into our college basketball All-Americans here at the tail end of the non-conference part of the season. What's going to happen is Leaf and I are going to give you our nine leading All-American candidates. We're going to go nine down to one. Our Rudolph is going to be our National Player of the Year. And then we'll give you some honorable mentions who are currently in Santa's workshop waiting on Dasher to pull a hammy so they get called up to main sled duty. Now, Leaf and I have not seen each other's picks. We haven't talked about it. I don't know who he's going to say. He doesn't know who I'm going to say. That's what makes this fun. Speaking of which, we'd love to hear who you would have as yours as well. Drop that in the show notes or in the comments section. You could come in the Discord chat and let us know there as well. So basically what's going to happen is we'll just work our way down. And if Leaf names somebody I've got on my list, I'll say where he's at and vice versa. So we're going to start by letting Leaf give us his number nine player. And he's been waffling back and forth on his nine and ten. So I'm interested to see who this pick is going to be. Leaf. Hit us with your number nine. I think this might be a surprise. I actually just changed mine. So, what? Okay, well, let's it, go. It, it, it's, it's who I wanted to put in. I, and then I did some statistical review. And a big name player who got to, off to a tremendous start who's recently struggled has been moved to the injury reserve uh, and, and waiting for an injured hamstring, as you said. So I've got David Jones of Memphis as my number nine as one of those reindeer, reindeer leading Santa's sleigh. I love it. He he. I'll give I'll give an argument for it. Do it. All right. Bring David it. Jones plays on a team in Memphis that is underranked. They're ranked twenty third in the country. The other day when they played Virginia, uh, he was easily the best player on the court against what is one of the best defensive tandems in the country in Reese Beekman and Ryan Dunn. That's right. And David Jones led led the way throughout. He averages twenty one points per game, six rebounds per game. 
shoots 46% from the field, 39.7% from three. So basically 40% from three. And then when he's played good opponents, he's been very good. It, his last three games are as follows. Texas A&M, 29 points, and he and they win. Uh, Clemson, 22 points, and a win. 26 points against Virginia. All three were ranked. Uh, they were played at different sites. I mean, this, the last one was at home, as was the one against Clemson. And then against Texas A&M, they've traveled to College Station and beat them. And every single time, he's shot free throws well. He's rebounded, gotten in passing lanes. Defensively, he's their best player. And he's someone that I think is going to lead Memphis to being a top four seed in March Madness. Leaf, I love this call. I'm right with you. I actually had David Jones fifth on my list. So I had him in my top group and so would have uh, named him there. But yeah, I'm right with you. I, I said on Wednesday show that that Memphis's ceiling just keeps going up for me, especially as we look towards them getting Naquan Tomlin back. And when you got the best player on who's going to be, as you said, probably a top four seed come March, dude, this is awesome. And I can't, we, we've said it a lot, um, Andy and I have, but the, the American is no runaway for FAU. In fact, I think I might be leaning a little bit more towards Memphis now as the team to beat uh, what David Jones is doing is absolutely ridiculous. I love, as you said, that it's against such high-level competition as well. All right, Leaf, here's my number nine, and this one's definitely off the radar and will not legitimately get an All-American nod, but I wanted to shout out the nation's leading scorer, Xavier Johnson from Southern Illinois. Homie's dropping 24.8 points a game, 49% from the field, 43.6 from three on five and a half attempts a game. That is just stupid, Leaf. Not to mention, this is maybe even more bonkers. 89.7% from the free throw line on 8.7 attempts a game, dude. That is wacky. But also, you think of somebody like this that's the nation's leading scorer, and you're like, oh, he never passes the ball, right? Leaf, this dude has 5.7 assists per game. He's just an absolute bucket, but he's also a great facilitator, and I love it, not to mention 3.7 boards a game, and he's swiping 1.6 steals. Xavier Johnson from the Southern Illinois Salukis. Check this dude out, folks, if you haven't seen him yet. The Salukis are a fun watch. I, I did not have him, uh, but but I was going through some stats last night, and he was at the top of a few categories, so at least he was, he was present on my mind. Uh, I've got a guy that is not a surprise in terms of uh, preseason All-American uh, buzz, but based off his stats, uh, people may may think, I don't know, compared to where some other stats are. But if you look at impact, I would argue that no player in college basketball, bar maybe Zach Eady, which we haven't seen this happen, has a bigger impact when he's on the floor versus when he's off the floor. I'm going with Ryan Kalkbrenner. Ooh, love it. See Ryan Kalkbrenner last year. I know, I know that's not what we're talking about, but last year he got ill, uh, and Creighton lost six straight games. They, they were, or maybe it was six of seven, six of seven games, and they were a wholly different team. Then he comes back, and they were awesome. Uh, and that was the start of Big East play to, and um, and after Maui, which they won last year. This year, Ryan Kalkbrenner sprains his ankle against Alabama, misses about ten minutes, and Alabama claws their way back into the game in front. Uh, Brenner's like, man, I, I better come back in. He comes <laughs> back in, and Creighton firmly is in front the rest of the way, and they win. He's a walking double double. Sometimes he doesn't get it because they're up by too much. Uh, Creighton 
is a team offensively. All we hear about is, man, they can shoot the three. Well, you know the reason they get those threes? It's because Ryan Kalkbrenner sets amazing threes. He rolls to the basket, puts pressure as a rim roller, as a rim runner, someone who can also step out and score. And then defensively, he's won two Big East defensive players of the year in a row. Uh, National player of the year, is he he should be in the short list this year, if not the front runner, along with Ryan Dunn and maybe Kevin McCuller. And, I, I mean, 16 points, nine rebounds. He's super efficient. He anchors one of the best teams in the country, both offensively and defensively. I don't think he's got the stats that that'll typically be represented as all Americans. Yeah. But if you want look at impact, impact and best players in college right. basketball, he, he is up there. So that's my number eight. I love it. Leaf. I didn't go with Cockbrenner uh, on my list. Probably should have. I have a different Creighton player later on in our conversation. My number eight is another big man. And I was surprised that I have him where I have him, but I think it's because in my head, his votes are split with a teammate that said, my number eight player is Hunter Dickinson from Kansas. I think that might be low, Leaf, but that, that's where he's at. Uh, 19.2 points, 12.7 boards, 1.8 uh, assists per game, shooting 61.7 from the field, 55% from three for a top five Kansas team. I mean, come on, Hunter Dickinson's impact is what we expected it to be coming over from Michigan. Um, and again, I think the reason I don't have him higher is because I've got one of his teammates uh, hanging out in Santa's workshop on my honorable mention list. Uh, I have Hunter Dickinson on my list as well. He's he's pretty high on my list, and I also have that same player <laughs> on my uh, waiting, waiting for a call-up list um, that you do in Kevin McCuller. That's right. Uh, I also have a Creighton guy, and that's number seven for me. I've got Baylor Shireman. So I've got two Ooh. Creighton All-Americans. I love it. Uh, Baylor Shireman is my number seven. If you look at a player that does everything and and is anchoring a really good team, I would argue Kalkbrenner is the more important player to Creighton. Yeah. But the player yeah. who's probably performed better at his role at this point yeah. is Baylor Shireman. Baylor Shireman shoots the lights out. He rebounds the ball. He passes the ball. And he's someone that gives you the ability to – space the floor, play with size, and it allows the versatility that Creighton at times has lacked. So he averages 18.5 points per game, 7.2 rebounds, 4.7 assists. So essentially you're getting 19-7-5 and five from your small forward or power forward. And then you add shooting, 46% from the field, 37% from three. In all the big games, he's performed well. Uh, he's someone that at every level you, you have a threat offensively, defensively, he's someone – that I, I think is better than he's given credit for. And honestly, I, I've tweeted this out, so this is nothing revelatory, but I, for those of you who listen to this, I'm, I do a lot with the NBA draft. I think he's a first-round draft pick. Really? That is, wow. that is in play in sight. And he's I know he's 23 years old, going to be 24. Uh, I, I think he's really a good player. And in a draft where there's a lot of players that have flaws, he's got a pretty solid game that, translates well he shoots the ball he's big he rebounds the ball that's a skill set that i think will translate well and he's a first round pick to me and an all-american i love that baylor shireman decided to come back to college it's good for our game and i think it's great for him as you said elevating his draft status leaf we got our picks seven and six we got to pick up the pace a little bit here uh to keep on moving my number seven is wade taylor quattro from texas a&m university 18.6 points a game, 4.8 assists, 80% from the free throw line, 2.3 swipes a game, and 3.1 boards. This dude was my preseason pick for SEC Player of the Year. 
He hasn't always looked like it so far this year, but man, put up a ridiculous performance last Saturday in trying to get AM all the way back to beat Houston. And I think we'll see him continue to pick up as we get into SEC play. Wade Taylor, my number seven pick. I actually forgot him. Like I, I went through the conferences and I had him as an uh, and as an honoree, but I just looked at it and I didn't. I only made twelve, so I guess I didn't make it super deep. But I like that pick. Wade Taylor's really, really good. Uh, my number six. My number six is one that I I struggled to make the decision on, but I'm going to go with Jaden Ledee of Ooh. San Diego State. Uh, Jaden Ledee has been unstoppable. San Diego State is not of the same caliber that they were last year, and they made the championship game run. But Jaden Ledee is playing better than he did last year. He's playing better than any player on San Diego State has since Kawhi Leonard, and maybe even better than Kawhi Leonard, if you look <laughs> at it statistically. 22.2 points per game, 9.9 rebounds, 57% from the field, and 42% from three. Jaden Ledee consistently is dominating the game. Uh, if this team were better, I think he would be a, a first-team All-American. Yeah. But they're they're not playing that well. Um, and there's still time for Brian Dutcher's crew to improve. But right. the senior forward's really playing well, and so he's he's number six for me. Yeah, this dude is sixth in the nation in scoring, eleventh in the nation in rebounding. Uh, Leaf, I I divorced him from the context of San Diego State, and I probably shouldn't have. But be, I say that to say I actually had him fourth, just ahead of David Jones. But uh, that might be too high as we talk about it here. And maybe the reason is because my guy that I have number six is a guy that I maybe am a bit too low on. I thought I would have him first team, and that's Kyle Filipowski from Duke. I'm shocked that I have him six. Again, I probably should have him a bit higher. But Flip, 18.4 points a game, uh, has really brought up his three-point percentage this year up to 32.4%. Um, and, and I think that is part of what makes him – even better than he was last year, 9.2 boards, uh, just north of a steal, and then almost two blocks a game. Kyle Filipowski, one of the best players on one of the best teams in the nation. That's my number six pick. All right, folks, we're going to get to our five through ones. We've already knocked off two of mine uh, already. We'll do that in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by Game Time. Look, we're just three days away from Christmas, and maybe you need a super-duper last-minute gift idea. Well, good news. Game time is the place to be able to do just that. The fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time has exactly what you need. You shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets to your next big event, and thankfully, Game Time has got you covered. They have ticket deals right up to the start of the event, even an hour after it's already going. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off your first purchase. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE for $20 off. Terms apply. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, folks, Leaf Tulane, Isaac Shade here with you on a Friday episode, December 22nd. We're giving you our nine Santa's reindeer who are our college basketball All-Americans right now leading the way. We've already gone through our nine through six. Now we're going to get to five through one, including number one, who will be our Rudolph, our national player of the year. Leaf, we've already knocked off my number five and four, Memphis's David Jones and San Diego State's Jaden Ledee. So why don't you give us your number five and number four? 
All righty. Well, my number five is Tristan Newton of <clears throat> UConn. I think he's the best player on either the best or the second best team in basketball. And that logic typically is, is all I need to get, get convinced <laughs> of an All-American. Uh, he does it all on the scoreboard. Uh, one thing you're going to notice in all of mine, I, I, I tend to take players that do it on both ends of the floor and get it done, not just scoring the basketball, rebounding, and assistance. Tristan Newton might be the the top guy who just does everything. And uh, he he's someone that is good for a big game, a big shot. He's scoring 16.3 points per game, seven rebounds, six assists, 47% from the field, 35% from three. And like I said, uh, he is anchoring what I think is either the best or the second best team in basketball. Uh, yeah, that, that's that's my number five. And then my number four, let me, hop, take, in. Leaf, oh, yeah. let me hop in real quick because Tristan Newton was my number three. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you, dude. He was my pick for Big East uh, player of the year in the preseason, and he's living up to that. You know, we wondered what's UConn going to do with all these dudes they've lost to the drafts and Nogo and Jackson and all these guys. Well, Tristan Newton has set up in a major way. Obviously, there's other guys um, that, that are making UConn what they are, Cam Spencer and everyone else. But it's Tristan Newton elevating his game yet again that, for me, does it. And your logic is exactly my logic. The best player on a top two team in the sport um, that's doing it on both ends, how could you not have him in your top five right now? You do. I have him at three as well. And so, Leaf, sorry to interrupt, but just wanted to get that in. Why don't oh, you give us your number four? That, that was a great call on your part because I think everyone would have gone with Kolek. Um, and, and that's not that's necessarily right. a bad take not either. Not this guy. Get out of here. But, and it'll be it'll be close. Uh, that'll come down it to the wire be. between Kolek and Newton. Uh, I've got Tyson Walker at number four for me. Uh, nice. I think despite Michigan State's struggles, he has been sensational. And if they right. had started the way that we – anticipated they would or even a game or two better he might be in the national player of the year conversation behind uh you know who's probably going to be the, the obvious answer i have no idea leave who who might that <laughs> it, it, he's a, he's a tall guy like he's he's not diminutive in stature oh, uh, that's, that's the hint yeah. i'll give you uh well tyson walker is scoring over 20 a game and he's shooting the lights out and now if you if you were to look at the games that they've won against teams or the games that they've played against teams that are really good against Arizona. He was very good against Duke. Very good. Like against James Madison, even he was very good. And then it recently he lit up Baylor for 25 on, on perfect shooting from three. So uh, I'm not holding team success against Tyson Walker because I think Michigan state without Tyson Walker would be in dire straits. And it, I think they're going to write the ship and get a lot better. And Tyson Walker will be a first team all big 10 guy. And I think he'll be an all American. I have Tyson Walker on my honorable mention list hanging out in Santa's workshop. But yeah, as Michigan State improves, I wouldn't be surprised if he would slide up into my top nine as well. Well, Leaf, you keep knocking mine off. So since we've already hit my number three, you keep going, my man. Who do you have at third? All righty. Well, I've got Tyler Kolick at number three. And the reason I have him ahead of Tristan Newton is not necessarily a definitive, hey, I think he's better. It, it's because in I have the utmost confidence of the sustainability of Kyler Kolick. Mm. Kolick, Kolick is going to continue to play well, no matter the defense you play against, no matter the uh, like the competition he plays against, no matter the league. And I know, and I know they recently lost to Providence. 
I, I don't have much of a qualm with that. I think Providence is a good team. Yes. Uh, Kolek is going to be a double-double threat, maybe even a triple-double threat all the time. And I think Marquette is on a similar footing to Tristan Newton's UConn. UConn, in my opinion, better. But Marquette is more reliant on their on Kolek's success than UConn is on Newton's. And maybe that's like saying, oh, they're not as good a team. And that's probably the case. But I but I think if you take Kolek off of Marquette, this team really loses something more than you would lose in Tristan Newton. And I think I believe in the value of a player when when starring on a certain team. And even against Providence recently, Kolek scored 21 points. Yeah, and nine rebounds and five assists. So right. I, I really like Tyler Kolek. I, I still think he might have the inside track to the Big East Player of the Year, but Tristan Newton's been awesome, and I, and I kind of hope he wins it. That might be my favorite conference player of the year race, because I think you're right. It, it's got to be those two dudes. And I get, well, you know, maybe... Kalk, Kalkbrenner and Shireman can, can have an impact. That's what I was going to say. And where I think that might change is I wouldn't be surprised if those Creighton guys split some of the vote. Although, you know, some of it, you know, I'm curious to see if uh, Igadaro gets any of the vote as well, um, but we'll we'll watch for that. I love the Colette call, um, having backing up his Biggies Player of the Year win from last year with another great season. All right, Lee. Finally, somebody that you haven't knocked off my list yet. My number two, and I think this one is a surprise not only for all of you but for me, is PJ Hall from Clemson is my number two player. This dude right now legitimately it's probably between like he and Kyle Filipowski and somebody that's on my honorable mention list for ACC player of the year right now. Um, 20.2 points a game, 7.1 boards, 2.5 assists, 2.4 blocks, 1.1 steals shooting 37% from three 76.1 from the free throw line, which is I'll take that from a big man. As you said earlier, Leaf, we're lo- you're looking at guys who are doing it on both ends, and I think that PJ Hall is absolutely a massive part of what is making Clemson as good as they are right now. Their lone loss to date was that two point loss at Memphis, which after what Memphis did to Virginia, as we talked about earlier, uh, that that Clemson loss looks all the better. Um, right now. And so uh, Clemson is rolling. They are a legit team in my eyes, a legit threat to win the ACC regular season. And it's in large, if not critical part due to PJ Hall's efforts. And if you've been keeping track on Clemson, uh, he's been doing this all along. It's just now that the nation is starting to take attention. That's a really good one. I, I actually don't have PJ Hall on my top nine. I've, I've got him in the uh, honorable mentions. But I, but I, even then, I, th- I it was almost an afterthought because I'm so accustomed to what PJ Hall's done. Like it, yeah. it doesn't feel like he's taken that much of a leap. It's just Clemson's supporting cast has gotten better. Um, yeah. I, and I mentioned, I think I mentioned it to Andy last week that I think Clemson may win the ACC. So I, if that's the case, I think he may well get the uh, All American. And I, like you mentioned, Filipowski. I didn't, I didn't answer that. I actually didn't have Filipowski in my top nine. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I feel like. A lot of his numbers have been inflated against poor teams. And when Duke has played the good teams, they haven't looked particularly great. No. And so we'll see. We'll see with a couple of big games coming up. Uh, my number two, you've mentioned Hunter Dickinson. Uh, I don't think he's necessarily the second best player in terms of impact in college basketball. But if you look at his statistics and what team he's on, it's hard to leave him off. Yep. Uh, he is scoring at will. He's dominating the glass as you anticipated he's creating offense for his teammates via assists defensively he's been adequate i wouldn't say he's good but he's he provides a big body on the interior and kansas is as you 
as they always are, uh, top five team in the country. <laughs> I, I have my qualms with Kansas. I don't think they're that great, but they win. They win, and he's their most vital player. And the player that I we, we alluded to earlier, Kevin McCuller, I, I thought about putting him in here, but I just didn't think that two of them same. on Kansas yep. needed it, needed yep. that job. And then number one, I, I think we've got the same guy. Yeah. Let's say it together on the count of three, Leaf. One, two, three. Zach. Yeah, exactly. Talk about why, though. Well, Purdue at this point is the best team in basketball. That said, I think UConn's got a claim for it. Zach Eady has been better than he was last year, and my goodness, was he dominant last year. Zach Eady is scoring. He's defending. I think he's a better defender than he was last year. I, I think agree. he's scoring just as efficiently and is helping his team more. He's he's creating for his team, and his team is more capable of helping him, and that's what's elevating Purdue to the level that they are, getting that national respect. This is the third straight year Purdue's reached number one, but this year feels different. For the first time, no one's saying, oh, they're, they don't have the, the players to win this, whereas the year with Ivy, they, they looked a little too young. They looked shell-shocked last year. I think I was among the very first who said I, I will not bet on them to win even more than a game in the tournament. So I bet on them to beat Farley Dickinson, and then they didn't. But I had Memphis beating them. I had FAU beating any any variation they were losing. This year, I'm hard-pressed to think of any team that can. I think UConn is the team. Uh, 24 and a half points, 11 rebounds, uh, an assist and a half, 62% from the field. He's making free throws. He's making winning plays, blocking shots. Two and a half blocks, yeah. Yeah, he he's he's awesome, and Purdue is the best team in the country at this point in terms of what they've done. And we've talked about team success being a critical factor. Well, there you have it. That that's the driving force behind the number one team in the nation. You know, it's so funny, Leaf, because typically when we think of players leading a lot of the national stats, it's guys on mid or low major teams. But Zach Eady, second in the nation in scoring, eighth in the nation in rebounds. Tied for 12th in the nation in blocks, leading the nation in win shares and PER at uh, at uh, collegebasketballreference.com or whatever. And I mean, this dude is just, it's its a no-brainer. As no-brainer as you can get it right now. In fact, we're going to do our FanDuel read here in just a minute. And the Wooden Award odds are just stupid in his favor right now. So we are going to get to our honorable mentions. We got to kind of fly through those names, Leaf. Uh, the guys that are hanging out in Santa's workshop waiting to be called up to active duty. We'll get to that in just a second. Right after I tell you that this episode of Locked on College Basketball is brought to you by FanDuel. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and they have a wide range of betting options like spreads, player props, over-unders, and things like the Wooden Award uh, odds that I just referenced. Zach Eady, minus 200. Next on that list is Hunter Dickinson at plus 370, and then Kyle Filipowski at plus 2600. That's how ridiculously favored Zach Eady is. So, Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get in on that action or NFL action this season. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. All right, folks, we're going to talk about our honorable mentions, the reindeer hanging out at Santa's workshop waiting. We're going to kind of fly through this and then each highlight one of our remaining players. So, Leaf, who are the guys left on your list? I've got Dalton Connect, TJ Shannon, RJ Davis, Kevin McCuller, Kyle Filipowski, and... Uh, I had one other one that you mentioned, and it's eluding my mind right now. 
But uh, the one I want to talk about in, in my most narrow uh, omission was Dalton Connect. Dalton Connect yes. is is leading a team in Tennessee that has been awesome defensively for years, has really struggled to score the ball, and he's become that guy. Up until his last two games, he's scoring about 20 points per game. He struggled scoring just nine points in those two. I think he's dealing with an injury. But Dalton Connect is making Tennessee a feasible national championship contender, which they were defensively but not offensively. And I think that is someone that will warrant uh, National Player of the Year uh, or SEC Player of the Year and national talk about being an All-American should Tennessee win the SEC. Oh, man. this And I love that it's like a transfer up situation. You know, we so often wonder, like, is it going to translate from northern Colorado to Tennessee? And boy, has it. I love it. He's one of my favorite players in all of college basketball this year. Leaf, my list included several of the same as you, Dalton Connect, R.J. Davis from North Carolina, L.J. Cryer going from Baylor to Houston, K.J. Simpson at Colorado, Joel Soriano at St. John's, Taman Lipsy at Iowa State, and the third Creighton player, one who I love that's initiating a lot of their offense, Trey Alexander. Um, excuse me, Leaf, I want to go with L.J. Cryer kind of for similar reasons that you did with Dalton Connect. Houston, we know because of their defense. L.J. Cryer comes over from Baylor is a known offensive dude. And I think in, in a lot of ways, um, because of what he is capable of doing on the offensive side of the ball, and especially now, part of why I want to highlight him is that unfortunately Terrence Arsenal has gone down seemingly for the season for Houston. And I think that's going to make LJ Cryer all, all the more important and valuable for Kelvin Sampson's team. And so I just think that uh, Houston, another one of those tip-top teams in the nation that's only going to be more highlighted of what LJ Cryer is able to do. Man, Leaf, this is a fun show, a great conversation. I love your list. So fun to talk about. Again, folks, we'd love to hear where you think we went right and wrong. We'd love to hear your list and who you would have on it. Hope you have a great weekend leading up to Christmas. We're going to be back with shows all next week, so make sure you tune in for that. Maybe, again, escape your family if you need to. Thanks for making Locked On College Basketball your first listen or watch to get your college basketball content every day. We'd love us. It, we'd love it if you would subscribe to the show, rate and review, smash the like button if you're watching, and uh, that'll be great to be able to do again. Uh, um, I want to say, as always, apologies to the lawyer family. Let's go Wildcats, and until Monday, peace.